Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business, available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host. Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? Today, our special guest is Leroy Maines from the great state of Iowa. Iowa Hawkeye, baby. Hawks. Yes, absolutely. The under, I think, is 28 today, Paul. The under and over. So the over I, under is 28. Okay. That Ohio, that's like Ohio State's first quarter. Right. Exactly. Well, <laughs> and from a Hawkeye fan, we're going under. We're, we're taking the under today. So so watch it. Iowa Rutgers under 28. I said it right here first. Good, good, uh, good uh, Big Ted football right there. Absolutely. Well, Leroy, you host a podcast, the Green Grind Podcast uh, with Corey Ballard. You guys have been doing that for a few years. Yep. Now you get to sit in the, the guest seat. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's different to be on this side of it. I've been on a couple of them before, and never uh, live like this. It's always been on uh, on Zoom and uh, you know the phone, and so live is kind of cool. I think it's neat that you're doing this thing here. Yeah, absolutely. Now we're at the Entrepreneur Academy Live, the fifth year of this show. I've attended every single year, and I always miss the speeches because I'm out in the lobby podcasting. But uh, you were in there, and uh, how did it go? It went well. I, um, you know, it went a whole lot faster than I th- anticipated it going. So, which was good because I think I spoke a little bit faster than I than I wanted to, and and the time was right on. So it turned out really well. I cut a cut a couple of things out of the speech, but it went really well. And there's a, you know, there's a great group of guys in there, and, and this event's gone on, you know, really really well so far. And a lot of uh, there's there's been a ton of information shared so far. I mean, we're not even at lunch, Paul, and you know, it's eleven o'clock, and there's I've already learned a couple of things here. So it's it's been fantastic so far. And you own uh, Brilliant Borders, correct? My wife and I own Brilliant Borders. We're uh, we're a design build company out of Des Moines, Iowa. Um, we do some lawn care and we do a ton of snow removal as well too. So we've uh, we've had that now. We we uh, started our LLC in 2007 and uh, have grown it into what it is today. Um, we've both been a pretty integral part of that business and growing it. Uh, my wife works in our business every day with me, and it's it's been phenomenal for us so far. So okay, yeah. and how'd you get teamed up with uh, Corey Ballard? So Corey and I are in the same uh, in the same city. And we just met through mutual friends, and I'd always known who Corey was, uh, you know, when I started my business, and, and my wife and I started our business. Uh, Corey was just one of those guys that everybody kind of knew who he was. Perfect Cut was, a, was and still is, realistically, the leader in our market, and just met him through a couple of friends and found out one day that he likes to ride motorcycles. And so I said, hey, I like to ride motorcycles. Let's go ride motorcycles. And so we started riding motorcycles together, and... Um, it's just kind of been history after that. We turned into pretty good friends. And, uh, one day we were, you know, this is kind of when podcasts first came out a few years ago and they really started to get big. And a lot of guys were just doing podcasts. They would, they would release one and maybe three months later, you'd get another one, you know, and then you'd get another one after two weeks. And then maybe six months later, you know, just, just so sporadic. And I just looked at Corey and I said, Hey, why don't we try to do this ourselves and make a podcast and put it out, you know, so it's regular and do it the right way. And so it kind of started out with a resentment that we started doing that podcast and, and angry because, you know, the content just wasn't there and we started doing it and that's where it started at. And it's, you know, it's grown into something we never thought it would. We release one a week now. Um, it's far more work than we ever anticipated it would be. And I'm sure you know that, you know, you do one every single day. That's just crazy to, to think about. But but it's been it's been really, really good for us. And that's so. So, yeah, just through mutual friends, is how I got hooked up with Corey and 
you know, he's helped me a ton in my business. I can honestly sit here and say that uh, our business would not be where it's at without Corey. Um, and not that he gives us the keys to success, but he just says little things here and there. And he's a mentor that I've looked at and, and he'll tell me the truth in my business, which a lot of times I was just talking to somebody in there about it. You know, when, when I go ask my wife about our business, she tells me what is good for us. You know, we're both emotionally attached to our business. Mm -hmm. And when you can have a mentor or somebody that tells you the, the truth about your business and you can really look at that, that's kind of a neat thing. And so, so Corey's, Corey's been able to do that with me and it's really, really helped our business. Now with the podcast, you guys are like at 133 episodes. Is that a just uh, right? 137? We just released 137. Yep. Okay. Correct. What's been the most memorable moment? You know, probably just hearing the stories of people that everybody's got a story, you know, and, and we, we started this thing out and, and I, my goal of it was just to share our knowledge and to help other people. And probably the biggest thing that the biggest benefit that's come out of it for me and the biggest thing is just hearing people's stories and how people get into this stuff and the real struggles is what really I, I look at and I'm just like, man, those struggles sometimes are just for people to overcome those things and to just see things bigger than us working in their lives is amazing to watch sometimes. And, and to see those things, you know, we interviewed a guy that used to be a, a police officer and he witnessed his partner sh get shot, you know, on a part-time deal. And, and so hearing stuff like that, I just, my, you know, I think some days I get, I get into work, Paul, and I'm, I'm mad because a project didn't go the way it was supposed to go or something didn't go, you know, and then I hear stories like that. And I just think, man, this is so much bigger than, than me and what we're trying to do here. And, and our podcast just reiterates that story to me time and time again. Okay. Now in your business, um, how many employees do you guys have? So we have anywhere between 17 to 22, 23, just depending on the season. So we're, okay. we're, you know, we're a seasonal business. We have more in the summertime. We hire some part-time guys in the summertime. My son works for us in the summer. You know, we have a couple college kids. So our, our numbers go up then. In the uh, wintertime, we have a lot of snow subs that come in for us and, and a lot of uh, some other part-time people that we put on that are, you know, drive concrete trucks or whatever and, and want to do stuff during the winter. So we, anywhere between 17 to 22, we employ nine people full-time year-round right now in our organization. Okay. Where do you find good help? everywhere. You know, we, um, to be quite honest, we steal a lot of help from our competition and our guys, our guys are great ambassadors for our organization. Our guys are treated very, very well. And their friends see the lives that they live and they see that, you know, when they go to work, they're happy at work. They come home and they're not just beat to death. They're not complaining about their job. And our team is the biggest recruiter that we have. Our, our guys know guys, they go to church with guys. They, they play soccer with these guys. They, you know, they hang out with them at the quinceaneras or whatever the case is, and they just bring their buddies. And for us, you know, we've been established long enough now that when our team members bring other people in to work on our team, they know their work ethic before they come in. They're not yeah. bringing slouches into our business to work. I mean, they know the work that we produce and they know the quality of work that we produce and they recruit those guys to come for our business. And they've, they've been our biggest recruiter for us. Last night at dinner, I overheard you telling someone how you're kind of paying things off and, and, and you know, sounds like, I don't know if you follow the Dave Ramsey plan or you just uh, common mm -hmm. sense says to pay off your equipment yep. and whatnot. What's kind of your philosophy of financially running your business? You know, we, I am a Dave Ramsey fan in my personal life. Um, for business, you know, we're in the design build thing. So, so shelling out $130,000 for loaders and cash flow can be difficult at times. And so we do finance some of that stuff. Um, it, 
it honestly, it makes me feel a little uneasy. And I think about those types of things when we go into, you know, next, we were talking about next year at dinner last night and nobody really knows what next year is going to bring. And when I, when I think of debt and, and the debt that people have, you know, in seasons like that, when the business starts to slow down, that's when the debt really starts to creep up on you and, and really makes an impact on your business. And uh, we, we operate, we have some debt in our business. We have to just because of the numbers that we operate with and the, the, the equipment costs. But my philosophy is, is we try to get that paid as quick as possible. And we, every piece of equipment we buy, we make sure it has a specific use. Why are we using that? You know, we value the piece of equipment. What is it worth to our business? What revenue is it truly going to bring into our business? And, and more importantly, how quickly can we get that piece of equipment paid off? And we have a, a, a schedule that, you know, we want to pay this. And if we have extra cash, we will throw it at it. So we, we really try to run our business on a low debt a debt ceiling if we absolutely possibly can. What's been the biggest job you guys have ever done financially wise? Um, so the biggest project we did, we, we did a project last year that was a little over $200,000. Wow. It was a nice project for us. Yeah. And, and here's the funny thing about that, Paul, we made virtually zero money on it. How so? We just, you know, we underbid it. Um, it was t- probably too big of a project for us at the time. It was, it was, if, if I'm being honest and confronting the facts of it, we mismanaged the project is what it boiled down to. We, um, we just didn't have the right things in place. We didn't have the right team members in place. And we just, the job just took way too long for us. What were you guys doing? Um, so we subbed out a pool installation. Um, this is kind of when everybody was, you know, putting the pools in and we, we subbed out a pool to another company and we put in all the patio retaining walls, all the, you know, the landscaping around it. And I believe part of it probably was that, um, the sub company didn't quite work well with our organization. And, and like I said, we did a poor job of managing that. And we, we learned, you know, that was our first pool installation, Paul, and it was our last pool installation just because it's, it's, we, you know, we were talking on the stage in there a little bit earlier and, you know, you, you, we have to do what's right for our business and what makes sense for our business. And I tried to step out of our comfort zone and, and realistically thought, well, this would be kind of cool. We can put it on our Facebook page and, and it bit us and, and it hurt. So, so we learned. Did the customer know any of this or did, did, were they happy with the final result? The or? customer was thrilled with the work. No, our customer didn't know anything about that. So we were just, you know, we, toward the end, we had a lot of guys on there and, and I shouldn't say we didn't make any money. We didn't make the margin that we wanted to make right. on the thing. And it just, yeah. and I, as a business owner, I look at that probably a lot of it a lot different than other people do, but our customer had no idea that that was the case. I mean, the project went smooth in, in the customer's eyes, everything went the way it was supposed to go just and on the back. With a job that takes that long, even though you might not have done too good on that job, you also missed out on being available for other jobs that would have been a good profit margin. So it's kind of like a double win. So when you, when you say that, when I just said, I think of that differently as a business owner, that's exactly what I'm referring to. And, and I think so many guys miss that in their business. It's like, well, my time is free. I can go out and do that, you know, and it doesn't cost me anything. Well, sure it does. First of all, it costs you your time. And second of all, it costs you the time that you should be making money during your time. And so it, it, you're exactly correct. So I didn't, you know, if you really look at it, you're supposed to make $1,000 a day and you lost 500. Realistically, you lost 1,500 if you're, mm-hmm. we're talking about it that way. And I think that's a great point. And it's, it's, I think that gets missed so many times in, in business. Other than that situation, what's the biggest mistake you've made since launching your business? Um, boy, you know, probably hiring the wrong people and holding on to those wrong people for too long. It, I was, it, it costs us a lot of money and a lot of money that I, I don't even know how much money it probably costs us, but we have hired people two and three times 
you know, thinking that something will change with those people. And it just doesn't change. Mm -hmm. They continue to do the same things. They seem to have the same bad habits. And as a business owner, I just continue to hire these people because I feel that we are not, our business is not going to continue if we don't have this person. And in fact, it's just the opposite. It's going to, it's going to go down the tubes if we continue to hire these people this way. And as a business owner, I've kept people for way too long and, and, and just tried to milk it and think things were going to get better when I should have just confronted the facts of this is the facts, this is what it is and moved on. And, and I think that that costs us not only on the cash side of things, but I think that also probably costs us a lot on the time side of things of realistically where our business is today and where it could possibly be. Okay. Leroy, I want to pick your brain because I know more about the lawn maintenance. Are we good, Elijah, on the camera? I, I know more about pricing lawn maintenance and, and lighter jobs like mulch and sod installations and s- simple stuff like that. But mm-hmm. when it comes to design build, how do you even go about your pricing structure when the customer you know, picks a project? Like, How do you price that all out so that it is profitable? So it's, uh, software is what helps us more than anything. Um, we, we operated for a lot of years without software in our business. And once we picked up a piece of software in our business, uh, it, it changed, it, it changed everything because there's the software out there will tell you, this is what you should be charging for your labor. This is what you should be charging for your vehicles. This is what you should be charging for this. And so when we price those things, we just price them to say, okay, this is the material that we actually need. This is the truck that we're going to use. The biggest factor in there is the labor, Mm -hmm. you know, the labor, because we can put a retaining wall in for you, Paul, and we can go do that exact same size retaining wall at my house. And it's two completely different projects because of where it's at that, you know, just a lot of different things on those. And so we've come up with different matrices, you know, this retaining wall, this much square footage should take this. If it's medium, if it's this much, if it's difficult, and just have figured out those matrix over time. But there are times when we have lost so much money on projects because it just completely misbid. And we have also, as our company has evolved and elevated, we have put things in there that protect our company and the terms and conditions, meaning, you know, it used to be if we would dig up your irrigation, that was just on us, mm-hmm. you know, and we weren't smart enough to just say, well, look, we have no idea what's under the ground. So, so now in our terms and conditions and our salespeople say, hey, look, you know, the, if, if we dig something up and we don't know about it, we're going to have to add more time to it. Mm-hmm. And so when we bid those things, we, you know, we take those things into consideration. We do the best that we can with those, but we also put in the terms and conditions that, you know, we have, there are a lot of unknowns when we do these things. And our, uh, our salespeople are very good at knowing what crew is doing what. So we have to assign certain crews to things just because of the way things are budgeted. Um, but, but I would say that the, the hours are probably the most difficult thing to get figured out on, on landscape projects. So for a run-of-the-mill $10,000 job, how do you do collecting the payment and, and, um, throughout the project? Like what's your um, philosophy or, or protocol? Sure. So we... Um, when we, when our customer signs the agreement, we send out a, a an invoice for 30, 30% deposit. We will not put anybody on the schedule unless we have a 30% deposit from them. And that does one of two things. First of all, it helps our cash flow as our business. It continues to keep cash coming through our business so we can pay our people, we can pay our vendors and just keep our business moving. Um, the second thing that we do is we have an additional 30% when the material is delivered to the customer's job site the day we start the project. And so we have, the day we start the project, we typically have 60% of the, the project already done, which typically is going to cover our most of our labor on the project, and it's going to cover all of the materials on the project. So as a business owner, we're not out a whole lot of cash, just a little bit in the beginning. And then we have payment terms that are due the day the project is completed 
Our sales manager will make a meeting with them. They'll go over either that day or the following day, walk through everything with them. As long as everything is okay, we'll pick up a check or, or hand them an invoice at that day, and they'll pay us hopefully that day is typically how we do things. Okay, fantastic. And then um, tell us a little bit of your history, like with taxes and things of that nature. How do you make sure you have your money um, properly saved up so you, you stay current with uh, the state of Iowa and yeah. the U.S. of A? Yeah, that's a tough thing, you know, and that's a... I, it's a great point too, Paul, because I think a lot of people miss that in their business. You know, we hire people and and a lot of guys start out to where we'll just pay you some cash under the table and move on. And, you know, pretty soon it be, gets to become very, very easy to do that. And, and it, it's funny because the IRS doesn't really like it that way. So, um, but what we do is, is we have what we call a tax account in our business. Mm-hmm. And so when we do our payroll, um, our taxes, so our, our guys are paid every other Friday um, and our taxes are due on that the following, I believe it's Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. And our CPA handles all of that for us. We okay. do our own payroll through through some software that we have because we're small enough that my wife runs our front office operations, mm-hmm. still does all of our payroll. And then it just goes into a bucket. Our tax, our, our uh, accountant sends it all off to the IRS, does a 940s and 941s, sends all those off. But we will take, you know, we have unemployment taxes that are due quarterly. We have state of Iowa sales taxes due monthly. So all of those things that we do, we separate and it goes into addition. Ad, I'm sorry, a separate account. And then that money is there well, for those. We things. Guess, so we save that money. Yes. Yeah, we have so many listeners. Leroy, go ahead. Say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management. Upgrade to Jobber, the field service management software. Streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing. Impress your customers and increase your productivity. Start your journey to success with Jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com com forward slash Paul. You're out there in the field, mowing lawns, making money, working hard, but for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Hey guys, Jason Creel here and want to invite you to the 4th Annual Lawn Care Life Conference in Springville, Alabama. That's just outside Birmingham, Alabama, near my hometown. We have room for 300 tickets. The early bird ticket pricing is $197, and that includes your meals. We're talking about Friday night, most of the day Saturday. We're going to feed you dinner, breakfast, and lunch. We've got great speakers lined up. I'm going to be there. My friend Paul Jamison's going to be there. Naylor Taliaferro, Jeremiah Jennings, Alan Hain, the lawn care nut, Caleb and Brittany Allman, and my friend Jeremy. Invest. We've got a great lineup, a lot of excitement, and every year that we've done this event, the reviews have been fantastic. So come hang out with us, Springville, Alabama. If you need a ticket and want to register, you need to do so before it sells out because I really think it's going to sell out this year. This is Friday and Saturday, February 23rd and 24th in Springville, Alabama. To get a ticket, go to LawnCareLife.com and click on the link for conference. back here at the Michigan sun. It's it's not a cloud in the sky, which is very <laughs> rare. Right. Every other time I've been here, it's been cloudy and cold. I guess it still is cold, but it's a beautiful day. It is nice. Michigan. Thanks to Brian and Liz for, for having us up here in Novi. 
um, for this event. But I want to go back to taxes because you've been at this game since 2008 and so many listeners, viewers are in year one and two. And, you know, how, how do you stay current so you don't have some story where you get behind? So honestly, the easiest thing to do is get a CPA, get a CPA that knows what they're doing because they will, you know, and I looked at this different in our business early on, Paul, I looked at it as, okay, they're going to charge me $400 a month to do all this stuff for me. And, and the, the key is, is they actually save you a whole lot of money by, by doing it correctly for you. So get a CPA to do those types of things. I'm, you know, we do our own payroll. Um, they pay, again, they pay all the taxes for us because I don't want to screw that stuff up. You know, I'm, it's weird. I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm afraid of the government. You know, I don't want them poking around in our business. We've had some audits before and they, they turned out perfectly fine, but, but man, they're all up in your stuff. And I mean, they want to know everything about everything. And it's just, it, it's, it's such a time consumer that if you have an accountant that's just doing your taxes and paying those things the way they're supposed to for you, you don't ever have to worry about that. And, and it's just one of those things that I, as you continue to get bigger and your, your business expands, you know, the depreciation starts to come in and there's just so many tax advantages to having a CPA that knows what they're doing. They will mm-hmm. save you more money than they're costing you. Like Michael Gerber says, of work on your business, not in your business in the the myth book um, back in the day. What, what's your day-to-day look like? Are you out there building retaining walls or are you, you uh, no. <laughs> well, what, what's your day-to-day? I, I, Paul, I'm almost, I'll be 50 next year. I'm way too old to be, re- I, and I'm having a knee replacement. You can see my knee brace under here. You know, I'm having a knee replacement at the, uh, at the beginning of, of January. You know, my, my days of putting walls in are, are numbered. No, I'm a, uh, I'm very fortunate in our business that I get to work on our business rather than in our business. And what I mean by that is we have hired managers, we have hired leaders to do the day-to-day operations for us. Um, Don't get me wrong. I'm in our business every single morning. I'm the first one in our office. I'm typically there by six o'clock in the morning, every single mornings, Um, just because I, you know, I I get the most done in my day between probably 545 and 630 in the morning before anybody else comes into our office. It's it's probably the most productive 45 minutes of my entire day. Really? And everybody starts to come in and, you know, I'm I'm a type of person that I'll go in the back and say hi to all of our guys when they come in in the morning. Hey, guys, you know, fist bump. How's it going? What are we doing today? What are we working on? Um, they'll head out the door and then I'll start working on our business a little bit. You know, what do I need to do? Um, next year, we're planning to increase our fertilization and weed control by 300 accounts. So my job right now is how are we going to get that? What is our budget for these accounts? You know, where are we going to have those things? And, you know, we're in November and I'm already trying to figure out the next spring of how we're doing things. So my primary job is to, to grow our business, to, to have that vision out there, to make sure our, our, our team members understand what that vision is. And then just figure out how are we going to increase and, and, and get this thing bigger. That, that's my job on a daily basis. Now. And what, what's next, Leroy, for the Green Grind podcast you and Corey got going on over there? You know, we're just continuing to try to elevate that as well, too. We're trying to get bigger guests on the Green Grind and bringing in people with some bigger businesses so the smaller guys know how to, how, when they get bigger, what to do. And, and more importantly, Paul, what not to do. Um, we both have a lot of experience on, on things that have not worked in our business. And so we're just trying to bring on guys that are bigger and, and telling guys how to elevate their business and just what to do. And it seems like everybody now, it, it, they're all going to, how do I get better people? You know, where do these better people come from and, and where can we keep them? And, and so we're trying to focus on that and just continuing to help the guy that's a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, advice was so freely given to me when we started this thing and it's just been so helpful and all these podcasts out there that everybody does. It's, you know, I just think that giving back to these guys is 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 very, very helpful. And it, it makes me, it kind of fills my cup a little bit too, you know, and, and 
believe it or not, giving back to these guys has helped our business so much. It just, it just, we're just going to continue to do it. Cool. Well, I can smell lunch is ready. I think for the speakers, <laughs> we get to eat a little bit before the the rush of the 400 other folks that uh, the line gets long. So I want to grab lunch because I've been podcasting all morning <laughs> and I didn't get to eat breakfast at the, the thing down there. No, so. no breakfast this morning. Well, Corey, Corey had a piece of toast and a banana and I was talking to him and then I ended up ordering McDonald's, but I, it wasn't real food. I don't know what they, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I understand. It's, it's, I like to eat too. I like, and then breakfast is one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, this lunch is always good every year. So I want to go grab it before good. they, awesome. before they release out of here, but um, Perfect. let people know how they can connect with you. Um, Sure. Your podcast so, or whatever. Yeah. Um, the podcast, just look us up on the green grind. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, my company is Brilliant Borders, brilliantborders.com. Very easy to find. Um, B- Borders is B-O-R-D-E-R-S. And of course, I can be just emailed uh, Leroy at brilliantborders.com anytime. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Leroy. Absolutely, Paul. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's weird to hear your voice uh, in person. I'm, <laughs> and actually I'm, see I'm it, used to right? seeing you on the green grind. Yeah, that's so. the way it typically works. So awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thank Appreciate you, sir. it. The Know Your Numbers training program is the shortcut to financial freedom that I wish I had. You see, success requires more than us just working in our business. We must learn how to work on our business. And in the Know Your Numbers training program, you'll learn how to stop burning cash so you can learn to make all your services truly profitable. You can bid with total confidence that each job you sell be more profit in your pocket as you build long-term wealth. Because we're going to teach you how to start paying yourself as the owner of the business the right way. You can grow a healthy business as we identify and track your cash flow for continuing success so you can stop losing sleep over financial details as you gain the skills to delegate the tough number crunching activities as a lawn care business owner. And never chase those unpaid invoices again. We'll teach you how to streamline your billing into a hands-free process. So we will cover all of this and so much more as John Pajak and I are the teachers in this e-training program. It's called Know Your Numbers. It's available at our resource center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.